everybody and welcome back to series four of the podcast. Today's episode is another special one. It's to follow up the five steps to successful fat loss episode that I did a couple of weeks ago, which unsurprisingly, given that so many of you requested it, went down the storm. In this episode, I'm going to talk you guys through five more practical applications, but also mental approaches to fat loss, aka dieting, dirty word. The mental approach is being far and away the biggest hurdle that my clients and I face en route to achieving their goals. So first and foremost, let's go through the initial five steps. Step one was why is fat loss your goal? This is the most important one of the last episode. A reason why, a tangible result to aim for, what to hold on to when you have a bad day, which you inevitably will because we all do from time to time, and really being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Step two is tracking. Tracking gives you food freedom within your calorie deficit. I mentioned that tracking is not a free-for-all. You're still meant to adhere to your calorie deficit, but it does allow you room to maneuver when you need it, which should serve to help you stick to your deficit. Step three was NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So setting, for example, a 10K step count minimum throughout your fat loss phase to ensure that your energy expenditure doesn't waver when your body is trying hard to conserve its energy. Step four was EAT, exercise activity thermogenesis. This does burn calories, of course, but exercise is far more important for health and all like overall physique results. The last step was the thermic effect of food, aka how many calories are burned breaking down certain foods. It is the least important one on the list, but it is also something to consider. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I encourage you to go back and do it because it was much more about, other than the first point, why is fat loss your goal? It was much more about practical application and and you do need to know that before we now are going to go on to this episode, which is a little bit more about mental approaches and some of the issues that my clients face. Okay, so if you have listened to that episode, you know that you need your calorie deficit, ideally flexible dieting, non-exercise and exercise activity in place, and at least an awareness of the thermic effect of food. So now let's talk a little bit more about one more applicable point. So step six is managing hunger. This is both uh, practical and psychological, and I'll go into it now. I did briefly touch on this in the last episode, but I want to delve into it more here. I get it all the time from my clients. I'm starving. I don't think I can stick to my calories today, this week, this month, ever. Now, this is typically either psychological or it is about food choices. So when it comes to the psychology of a client feeling kind of, woe is me, I'm dieting, I tend to find it really, really helps to tell them to come up with their own meal plan within their own numbers. So a repetitive breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks that they will eat every day that they really enjoy and that they can stick to. And from a psychological standpoint, this kind of alleviates this feeling of, oh, I'm on a diet, I'm going to be hungry all the time, which obviously then kind of, you know, 
develops into this is how it is. Um, and like I also touched on in the last episode, I don't typically, especially start clients on low calories. They, they shouldn't necessarily be extremely hungry. Now, that perspective will change if I do have a client who is struggling with obesity. There are other factors to take into account here, specifically hormonal kind of hurdles that we have to, we have to jump and go through together. Um, I will typically start them on higher calories and it is the beginning is always a little bit more of a kind of challenge, but we always get there. So it's absolutely, absolutely doable and achievable if that applies to you. But Putting a meal plan in place that you enjoy is really going to help you avoid the dieting fatigue mentality. Now, when it comes to actual food choices, it can actually happen that you give people flexible dieting and they just think, oh, it's a numbers game and they just eat the worst food choices that you can imagine when it comes to satiety specifically. So this is when I'll tell them to really look at their food intake. Are they having, you know, 20 to 40 grams of complete protein in every meal? Protein is incredibly satiating. Um, it's obviously very thermic. And in terms of your physique results, so your muscle protein synthesis, very, very important. Having it in every meal is going to really actually help you with your hunger. Also, are you getting amount of good fibrous veg in your meals? I don't mean salad veg. I get this a lot. Clients will be like, yes, I have salad with every meal. I'm like, no, I, I don't mean salad leaves. I mean, vegetables like mediterranean veg like peppers onions courgettes mushrooms cruciferous vegetables like broccoli cauliflower cabbage in particular i mean don't overdo it on that because your gut will tell you about it but they're really healthy very low calorie and incredibly filling i dare you to eat a big bowl of broccoli mash and come back and tell me you're hungry it's not going to happen <laughs> it's 50 calories so you have to be smart with your food choices but again Full circle to my first point. You have to enjoy the food you're eating. You know, don't eat broccoli mash just because it's going to make you feel full. You need to find the kind of, I guess it's like the Goldilocks of food intake, re-satiety and enjoyment. And that is something that flexible dieting and tracking will give you. I think the final thing I want to touch on here when it comes to managing hunger is meal frequency. So a lot of my clients will tell me that they quote unquote fell off the wagon because they hadn't eaten all day and they were starving. Of course, like, of course that's going to happen. And so you don't need to eat every three hours for metabolic reasons, but you do need to eat every three, four, five hours to stop you reaching for the biscuit tin that's being handed around the office. And if you need to meal prep in order to do this, in order to eat every three hours, this is the only time I will tell a client meal prep. You don't have to, but meal prepping will make dieting life a lot easier for you. Okay, step seven. <laughs> this is uh, the bane of your life if you're a coach and you'll know this. Patience. Probably the biggest culprit when it comes to clients taking too long to hit their goals or just simply never hitting it at all. You didn't gain your body fat overnight. You didn't get where you now are feeling uncomfortable within a week, a month, maybe even a year. So what on earth makes you think that you're going to lose it overnight inside of a week, inside of a month? And it might take a year. This is why step one in the last episode of having a why and a goal and an end in sight is so, so important because you will get frustrated. You will have a bad day. And this is when you have to understand that it is not going to happen in a week. This is going to take time. 
But every single time you lose your focus, you lose ground towards your goal. Remember that. Stay practical. Stay logical. Stay rational. Avoid becoming emotive around body fat. It is simply stored energy. It is simple biology. Don't become emotional about it. This is where having a coach can really help you because it will give you the objectivity that will then allow you to practice patience. I say this to my clients all the time. You take all that emotion, stress, fear, worry about your body and you give it to me. And then your job as the client is just to execute what I'm telling you to execute. And of course, reach out to me when you have a bad day. That's what I'm here for. I don't think you're a robot. But having a coach will give you a very executable process that will get you to your goal. Step eight, enjoy the process. Yes, this is cheesy and yes, it is cliche, but it is fair to say that if you constantly bash the process, you are very unlikely to make it to the goal. You want the goal, you're excited about it. So you should be equally excited about the process that is going to get you there. It's a wonderful thing to stumble upon a goal, a focus, a drive, a discipline, and a routine. It's exciting. It's an exciting thing to happen to you. And it's actually far easier to then have a routine than it is to not. Anybody who suffers with anxiety will know that well. Training is good for you. And if you find the right kind of exercise, it can be great fun, not to mention the endorphins that you get afterwards. Eating a calorie appropriate and macronutrient-ly, <laughs> that's not a word, healthy diet is good for you. You are taking care of yourself and your body, and this is a wonderful thing. It is also a luxury that many people cannot afford to do, whether it's mentally, physically, financially, circumstantially. Health is a huge luxury that not everybody gets. So remember that, embrace it and appreciate it. Step nine, set mini goals en route. This is so important to step eight, which is your enjoyment of the process. It can be extremely demoralizing seeing the tip of the mountain from the first foothold or even the halfway point. Even then, you've come all this way and you still have all that way to go. It can be really, really tough to stay the course. So it's really important that we set mini goals en route. This can be as simple as, I want to lose half a pound by next fortnight. Side note, I do not recommend goal weights. Seriously, it's a really, really, really bad idea. It's just going to make that mountaintop look higher and higher and higher up. But incremental targets en route, if you have a lot to lose, can be very motivating. Or the mini goal could be as simple as, I just want to have a clear three or four weeks of 100% consistency before I'm then going to go out on a date night. I'm going to have an untracked meal or I'm going to bring my calories up and I'm going to have a refeed day. Or even I'm going to bring my calories up and I'm going to have a diet break. And when I say refeed days and diet breaks, guys, 
these calories are coming up to maintenance. So you're coming out of fat loss for a day or a week and then you go right back into it. And it's just for adherence. Obviously, you can't do that every day or every week because that's not fat loss. But knowing that you have these like little bits of respite en route, kind of cushioned with consistency, that right there is a recipe for success. And this brings me nicely onto my final step for successful fat loss. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe I should just be quiet for a minute and let you guys guess because I reckon a fair few of you will know what it is. Consistency. Everything I have said in this episode, this part two, is to help with the number one key to your fat loss success. Any success at all consistency. You will not get there with one week of effort and you won't get there with two weeks of effort. You won't get there if every time a minor inconvenience occurs, you throw in the towel. Consistency is the magic pill. It is the missing link. It is the key to your success. Getting up every day and doing it, ticking the boxes, not giving up, getting it done every day. You can have the perfect horse, the perfect saddle, the perfect route. But if you don't ride the horse to the end, you ain't getting to the end. It really is that simple. Consistency is the key to your success. So that brings my steps to successful fat loss series to an end. I will do another one on muscle building and obviously there are a few other topics which I think would be really helpful for me to cover. But the main one that I've been getting requests for is fat loss and secondary to that is muscle building. (laughs) Shock. So I suppose really before I call it, we should go through all of them one last time and then I promise you we won't do this again. So one, why is fat loss your goal? Have a goal, have a reason, have an end date. Two, tracking. You need to be in a calorie deficit via food to achieve your fat loss goal, unless you're an athlete. You really are going to need to implement this deficit via food. And tracking means that when you need some respite or you or something unexpected occurs because this is life and, you know, it's not the same day, it's not Groundhog Day over and over again, thank God, it gives you room to maneuver and that will help you with adherence. Three, Neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, being aware that the second biggest calorie burner after your BMR, again, unless you're an athlete, is going to be just getting up and moving around throughout the day. So having a solid step count in place is important. Four, eat, exercise activity thermogenesis, really important if you've got physique goals and health goals. And I don't care who you are, health goals should be a priority on your list. And whether it's cardiovascular health and or increased muscle mass, These are really, really important things to start to think about when, where, and how can you implement them into your life. Then we moved on to step six, managing hunger. And I talked about creating your own meal plan of breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks that you love and enjoy just to make you feel like you're not dieting, you're happy, you know, you're not oppressed with your food choices. I also talked about actual food choices in terms of cruciferous vegetables, Mediterranean vegetables, complete protein sources, making sure that you are choosing foods which are going to be not only healthy and help you get to your goal, but satiating as well. And then I lastly touched on meal frequency. So making sure that you're eating, I personally recommend every three hours if hunger is an issue for you, just 
so that you never find yourself in a situation where you're absolutely ravenous. And of course, you're going to eat anything and everything that's put in front of you. Step seven was patience, the worst part of being a coach. You know, you can say it to people right from day one, you need to be patient. This isn't going to happen overnight. Like dig in, get on with it. Like come to me if you struggle, but you just have to get on with it every day. That's it. And people get very impatient. They want results and they want them now. And that is why 99.9% of people who start a diet don't ever get the result. Or if they do, they don't maintain it. Because again, maybe I'll do another series on this. Maintenance, the reverse diet, coming back up, that's another diet in and of itself and you have to do it properly. But that's another story for another day. Step eight, enjoy the process. Another really important one, the more that you create a victim mentality around what you have to do to achieve your goal, the less likely you are to get to your goal because you're just gonna rebel against yourself. You are choosing to do this, okay? And there is something really exciting about having a goal and starting the journey to get there. Be strong, dig in and enjoy it. Get enjoyment out of what you're doing. You're taking care of yourself. It's a it's a wonderful thing to do. You should be proud of yourself. This is cool. You know, you've got to really start to reframe how you think about this. Step nine was setting mini goals on route. This is, I'm a huge fan of this and every coach is different. And I'm sure, well, I know there are coaches out there who strongly disagree with this. It's really important that when you get two, three, four weeks of consistency, you reward yourself in some way, shape or form. And it doesn't have to be with food. You know, I mentioned, you know, a refeed day or an untracked meal, which, you know, typically clients want, <laughs> they should be able to have, but it could be anything. I mean, really, it could be anything like you're going to go for a weekend away with, you know, your partner, or you're going to make the effort to go and see the friend that you never go and see because you're always too busy. And now you're training as well. Well, you know what? No, now I'm going to take the day off or the weekend off and I'm going to go see that person. I don't care what it is, but it's really important that when you achieve anything in life, and I don't care about fat loss, anything, you pat yourself on the back and you say, well done. And we've got a weird thing in this country about people not being self-congratulating, but it's a really important thing to do to help you enjoy the process. The last one and the biggest one and the one that I really want everyone to take home, pretty much everything in this podcast has been geared towards this, consistency. Everything I've said about tips and tricks to help you get to your goal, it's to help you stay consistent. And you can do it in four weeks. You can do it in eight weeks. You can do it in a year. You can do it if you stay consistent. So that's it, guys. <laughs> done it to death now and I don't think I'll be doing this again but I will do another one um maybe you know what maybe I'll work in reverse maybe ne the next series will be on maintenance and coming uh a how to practically do it and again this is a huge mental hurdle for my clients you know because they think the diet's over and it's like no now the really hard part <laughs> begins <laughs> so maybe we'll do one on maintenance and then after that I'll finish up with maybe some people will have a hypertrophy goal. They really want to build some muscle. And that is, again, a real mental hurdle for so many reasons. But it's also got so many upshots. I, I love it. I absolutely love cycling between these phases. That's me. Everyone's different. Um, but I think that could be really helpful too. So there will be more to come. And I suppose that's the end of my second solo podcast. 
I very much enjoyed myself. And uh, definitely feel free to DM me on Instagram. Let me know if there is a topic that you would like me to cover. And I really can't thank you guys enough for your feedback, whether it is on Instagram, you're leaving some amazing reviews and I really appreciate it. It's really helpful. So thank you very much. And I will see you next week when I will have another guest, I promise. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Please make sure that you like, subscribe and to follow wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. If you're new to the podcast, please don't forget to catch up on series one, two and three to learn even more about all the topics my guests and I cover from nutrition to fitness, physique results and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.